welcome to the Educate Ebony podcast, the metal edition. I'm Ebony and I'm here to listen to some metal, so I hope that you are too. I'm here to find out what albums I missed out on, what haven't I heard, what should I have heard really. So I'm going to be asking people in the music industry the one big question, what is the one metal album I need to listen to? And how good is my intro? Huge thanks to one of my favourite up-and-coming bands, Relica, for creating this for me. You can find them on all socials under Relica Band and definitely go chuck them a follow because they deserve it. Also, huge thanks to Kyle Wagstaff. He is a graphic designer and he created my podcast art. Go and check out his work on Instagram, especially if you like skulls and other dark stuff. But if you head to the podcast description, I've already chucked the links in for you. Don't even worry. Just do a little clicky click, chuck a follow. For the very first episode, I would love to introduce Paul Brownie Brown. He's the owner brilliant editor and creative mind behind Wall of Sound. He's a well-known, don't laugh, he's a well-known face in the heavy music industry. He hosts his own podcast too called Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall and he's my boss so I can't think of a better way to kick this off. Welcome Brownie. Thank so you. so lovely to have you. And you're fired for talking nice things about me. Stop it. I don't you deserve it. You can't fire it. me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fire me. <laughs> but no mucking around. All right, we'll get straight into it. What is the one metal album you think I should listen to? It's funny because when you first proposed this idea, before you even wanted me to become, you know, a guest on the show, I sat there thinking, what would it be? Like, what was the the one metal, the one heavy album, the one album that everyone at some point in their life should listen to? And there, there were a couple of albums that I had in mind and one in particular kept coming around. Like every couple of days, I think about it. A month would pass, it would still be there. Here we are recording it like months and months and months later and this album is still point of view. So it has to be spoken about. That's the one that I feel people need to hear. The album itself is Beartooth and their debut album, Disgusting. Of course it is. <laughs> You're a Beartooth simp. <laughs> uh, f- fanatic, fanboy, uh, sweater, whatever you want to put it, like, Look at the, the vinyl collection, for example. Like this is a band who have literally taken me from a dark point in my life and and reinvigorated my life to to get to where I am now. So I'm indebted to this band, Caleb Shomo, and everything he does lyrically and musically. And I can safely say to you that without this album, I would not be here today. And I know it's such a, a hard hitting thing to say, but there was a point in my life. I'm sure it was mid 2015. When um, they came to Australia for the very first time on In Hearts Wake Skydancer tour. And I'd heard of the band before and maybe heard a song or two here and there, but wasn't really that involved with, you know, what Caleb had done post Attack Attack. I didn't know what he was doing. I knew him from Attack Attack, but didn't know him through, uh, you know, the new avenue that he had done with Beartooth. And I heard Body Bag at that show and it just ignited something in me that brought back this whole energy of like living again and just. Every single song on the album, Disgusting, it does that. It invigorates that life back into you again when you're going through these dark moments because you're listening to the struggles that Caleb went through and you kind of, in a way, I guess, put yourself in his position and use these songs as the mantra to to get yourself back up again because there's hope, there's dark times, there's massive mental health struggles. And at that point in time, it was what I needed to get me out of that dark place. So would you say that the lyrics are what made this album so great for you or is everything? It's a combination of everything, <laughs> Ebony. Like really, you've got, you've got breakdowns at certain points when you're just so frustrated with everything that's going on in life and you're singing along. And when you hear that breakdown, you're just like, you know what? fuck it, I'm going to get involved with this, I'm going to have fun, I'm going to, 
you know, punch my hands in the air. I'm going to run into a wall. Or, you know, you go see them at the show that we went to when they played in Brisbane. Just some of these songs, hearing them live, it's like having an out-of-body experience. So you you were just so caught up in the music and, and the moment, and you're singing these lyrics over and over and over again, back at the band, screaming them, and you just lose self-control. And that's the power that this album has. Oh, there's something. I think there's something about seeing a band live when you don't know enough about them and that's what like ignites the passion for you to go like where have they been all my life like where is this album I need to go get it and then you listen to it but like if you didn't see them live and you'd heard the album would it still have the same effect do you reckon here's a situation that I've sort of had so when I saw Beartooth for the very first time I hadn't heard that album before and so I heard those songs for the very first time at that show live so my first experience with Beartooth were those songs live I went home, grabbed that album, and listened to it nonstop for nine weeks. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've got it written down. I've, I've, I've got it on Facebook <laughs> memories or whatever it is. But nine weeks straight, I listened to that album, and that's what breathed me back into being myself again, got me out of that dark, depressive state I was in with all the, the drama I was going through in my life. There was so much stacked on top of each other of what I was going through. You know, I could get into detail with it, but I don't want to bore everyone. I don't want to be here no. all day. <laughs> but I was going through I was going through a rather emotional breakup uh, from my partner who we were expecting a child at the same time. Um, my career that I invested seven or eight years of my life into had fallen from my grasp. I, I essentially moved to Brisbane for a job that didn't exist. And the people that were supposed to help me and told me to come down for that job weren't doing their part to help. I was fighting with my parents. I moved back in with my dad. I was just in a really shit place, to, to be completely honest with you. And I didn't know, like, that was that was my first experience with depression and anxiety and, and mental health struggles without realising beforehand that that's what it was. It was just a combination of not being able to take on the daily tasks and always having this this thought in the back of my mind that I'm not good enough for, for the world or for anyone around me, everything like that. And the one thing that would reinvigorate me and get me excited to, to live each day, I guess you could say, was waking up in the morning, chucking on my iPod and chucking on that song and listening to it nonstop. I didn't listen to anything else for those nine weeks and it, just, it, it changed my life. Jesus. So at what point in the nine weeks do you reckon it was like, actually, this is really important to me? And also, why didn't you go for 10 weeks? Round it out. Nice, even number. I, I, I'm pretty sure that something else came out and that's what caught my attention. Like, because that's the only thing I can think of. Because, you know, two months in a week is a really long time to be stuck <laughs> on an album like that, especially from a band that you hadn't heard before. And I didn't listen to the, the EP, the sick EP that they had released beforehand. It was just that album over and over and over again. And I'm pretty sure it, it might have been halfway through where I realised that this album is actually making me feel good. Like, I, I, I would wake up in the morning and be faced with abusive text messages. I couldn't turn to friends or family members because they didn't know what I was going through. Topping on that as well, um, I was going through my sexuality struggles with, you know, trying to come to terms with the fact that this is who I really was. And, and I was trying to hide this side of me and deny this from the world and I was worried about how everyone would perceive that in terms of a career, in terms of family, in terms of friends, in, in, in terms of my ex and the, the child that we had on the way. And just it all came to like a crashing halt. And like I was saying, the one thing that sort of helped me get through it all, realise that there's other people out there like me, 
was this album. And it wasn't just one song in particular. It was a collection of them all in a row. So you had to listen to the album from start to finish. Oh, it wasn't you didn't situ- even skip any? No, it wasn't a situation of like going, going back and, you know, skipping two songs to play the next one. It was always playing the songs over and over again. Um, or replaying uh, In Between, which was track number four on the album, which was, to me, the anthem for mental health struggles, if you will. Always get help. Always, you know, talk to organisations like Beyond Blue, uh, Headspace, uh, Lifeline, whatever it is like that. Talk to your mates, start that conversation. But in order for me to get that conversation started with myself to come to terms with that, that was a song that I would turn to and which would give me hope. It yeah. would give me a future. Yeah, I have heard In Between, but I don't think I've heard any of the other songs, or at least in order, so this is good. (laughs) This is, yeah, this is what we want, this is how I get educated, right? This is the way to educate you. If there's one song on this album that you're going to enjoy listening to, it's In Between, which is the fourth song on the album, but then you've got 11 other songs that you can check out. Like, where do I start? Do I go into detail about them all, or what do you want to be educated on? I'll just listen to the album. Start from start to finish. Look, the album kicks off with the lines, which is, uh, I, I would dare put it up there with one of the greatest album openers of all time. And it just shows Caleb's raw emotion. So for those who don't know, this album was the, the brainwork of what he had been working towards following his breakup from Attack Attack. Now, for those who don't know, Caleb Shomo was... Uh, a key member of that band when he was 15 years he old. He was super young. 15 years old, he was a keyboardist and then moved to the, the unclean vocalist and then eventually did all of the, the music for their last album. And from there, he was ridiculed a lot by fans online. So for his weight, because of the fact he wasn't as good as former frontman, which is a total fucking lie. <laughs> um, so what manifested in him and the struggles that he went through from reading that during the MySpace era, because it was so hard to hide from social media back in the day. There was no um, restrictions kind of sort of, or censorship like there kind of sort of is today. Like back then it was like anyone could say anything and you would read it and you'd take it all on board. So all of that abuse, all of that anger manifested into the sick EP from Bear Truth, which then carried over into this album. And the minute that song kicks off the lines, you hear Caleb scream and you feel it. That's the thing that draws you in is his pain and his emotion. And you either relate to it or you listen to his story through his struggles, through his screaming, through his, you know, trying to make it through. And this is the album that serves as the soundtrack for his struggles that he went through. Goodness me. They've released a couple of other great albums. Do you reckon that if you'd heard those ones first, it would have held the same weight? Or like, this was the one. No, th- this, this is th- the th- one. This, this is the thing. Like, I've, I've, I've become a vinyl collector of, oh, of How many Tooth. do you have? Just tell us. Just tell uh, us. There's how many twen- there 25 in the collection, which is a combination <laughs> of all of their albums, the EP, uh, there's the this the ten inch release. There's the seven inch singles. Anything involving Beartooth on vinyl, I have, including a test press of um, their latest album, Disease. So yes. yeah, I'm kind of a bit of a fan. And like, <laughs> just but, just a little bit. But because of that album, mm. I I wouldn't be here today. So I feel like I have to invest my time and energy into supporting this band so they can keep going because. They kept me alive at that point in time in my life. So now that I can return the favour, I need to go out and I need to buy this album. I need to support these releases and keep this band going. And that's the motivation behind it all. Man, that's so cool. It's so cool to hear that too. But like, you've been known to have like a little little typey type on Wikipedia. 
right? Uh, from, from time to time, I guess. <laughs> if you were to edit their Beartooth page, what would you write? Oh, God. Take your time. You That's can think. a bloody good question, actually. <laughs> I thank you. You taught me well. Um, so, so just in terms of like, like a fan experience kind of thing or like my thoughts on the band if I was to write their a description of who they are. Yeah, your and what thoughts. They do. Back to me, your um, thoughts. The, the unofficial advocates of mental health is probably a, a good place to start because Caleb wrote these songs as a cathartic, therapeutic way for him to get through his struggles. And in doing so, he's become a role model and a, a person that people who are going through the same thing can turn to. And I know it's it's such a hard ask to, you know, reach out to your heroes, your music heroes, and be like, you saved my life. And you see the posters and the memes getting around of, of, of people going to shows and saying, you know, your music saved my life. But there are literally bands out there who have done that for certain people, whether it be, you know, the Amity Affliction, Tonight Alive, whatever it is. Like, there are bands that have these connections with people who help them through these deep, dark moments or happy moments of life. You know, people that have the... These bands or musicians as their wedding songs, you know, their, their birthday soundtracks for their 21st montage and everything like that. Like, these are literally the bands that have stuck with you through these big moments of your life. And what are you doing to, to celebrate them? So, yeah, if I was to to write on Beartooth's Wikipedia page, it would be the unofficial advocates for mental health awareness and conversation. Love it. Well, I think from that, this album came out in 2014, so it's clearly stood the test of time to this year, 2021. Do you think that there will be a time in the future where it won't stand up anymore? For me, no. No, I'm still at this point in time. You've actually reached me on a, on a pretty hard-hitting week, Ebony. I've, I'm going <laughs> yeah. through a pretty, pretty rough trot at the moment with a few issues that are going on, which I've managed to, to gain control over through talking to my psychologist and reaching out and having help and doing what's needed. But I have found myself today, before I knew this, this interview was taking place, completely slipped my mind where I would go back to where I felt comfortable and go back to that album that helped me through that time because I know that I can always depend on that album and those songs and that collection of music. So do I feel like this album will get stale and I won't listen to it in years to come? Sure, there might be a time where I'm not, it's not my go-to album or I'm not listening to it, which is normally around the time when I'm feeling happy. I'm full yeah. of love and emotion and I've, I've got my head screwed on and I know what I'm doing with life. But, you know, I'll chuck on a song every now and then just to give it a listen and reflect on how bloody fucking good this band is. But I still can see myself in 20 years' time if I'm having these struggles again to going back to this album because I know it's the one that always was there. It, it was the one album that shaped me, that helped me through and will help countless others who haven't discovered it yet. Mm. And when's the um, Beartooth arm sleeve, leg sleeve? It's not going to be an arm sleeve. It's not going to be What's a leg it sleeve. Be? It's going to be a piece on my ribs on my right-hand side and it's going to be the lyrics from uh, In Between, of my course, favourite song, yes. which is Don't Let Your Mindset Become What Controls You. Love it. It's just it's just a mantra and a, a lyric that has stuck with me since the first time I heard it. And when I keep going back to to those words, whether singing it while going for a run or at the concert or at the computer doing wall of sound stuff, whatever it is, like you always got to think. Don't let your mindset become what controls you. You get stuck in these dark. Uh, negative thoughts and it's all manifested from the anxiety that goes through your head. I read something funny the other day and I need to bring this up. 
anxiety is just conspiracy theories that your head makes up. And so when you're stuck listening to your head, it's just shit that your brain makes up that unfortunately we haven't figured out a way that we can crush and stop thinking about. So when it comes to, you know, being stuck in that mindset, try and snap out of it. Do what you can. Occupy yourself. Go for a run. Listen to music. Do things to trick your brain into not thinking about that thing in particular. And don't let your mindset become what controls you. Very nice. Very nice link in. But there yeah, you go. Great point. Well, is the entire album about mental health and anxiety and depression or does it have some other themes running through? Look, for the most part, a lot of the songs on the album were based upon Caleb's experiences and what he had to get through. You know, there's songs like I Have a Problem, which is realising the fact that um, he can't escape these mental health issues and, and mental health struggles that he's got. Uh, mental health is a disease, which would later become the title of their album Disease, oh. which is where that stems from. Um, there's a song on there called Beaten in Lips in particular, which I, I guess, you know, it falls under the category of mental health, but also it's an anthem for kids who have been physically, domestically abused by their parents. You know, the lyrics go, this is for those kids with the beaten in lips whose parents used to shut them up using their fists. Keep living loud and proud. They never can hold you down. So that to me, I talking about the whole sexuality side of things and coming to terms with that myself. I was lucky that I, when I came out to my parents, there was no issue with with that. But I know that there's a whole lot of other people who have had the complete opposite experience to what I've had. You know, it, it doesn't go according to the plan. And what I will always say to them is, it doesn't matter what your parents think. It all comes down to you and the people that you surround yourself. So. If you come out and things don't go according to plan with whoever it is you're talking to, don't worry, they don't matter. Like, well, what you need to do is surround yourself with your friends, create your own family and, you know, be around these people that support you. So the song Beaten in Lips is a, an anthem for those kids to, to rise up against the doubting parents who have a difference of opinion to the way that they want to live their lives. Mm-hmm. So that to me, you know, it, it wasn't in particular about Caleb but it was about, it fits with the album itself as a whole. So I guess, you know, if I was to elaborate on what disgusting means as an album, it's just the feelings and emotions that you come across when you have these mental health struggles, which are caused by these effects outside of what's going on in your head, or it's something that these disgusting thoughts that are created inside your head based upon experiences you've been through. So as a whole, I think um, it represents like, the thought process and what goes through your head when you're encountered with these issues. And it could be a triggering moment for you. And that's what creates these disgusting mental health struggles that you go through. However, that song in particular was about, uh, you know, these kids who have reached out to their parents and it's not gone according to plan. So just remember that, you know, be yourself, always be yourself and always look after yourself and don't worry about what anyone else thinks of you. And if you need a song that backs up that, then go listen to that one. I can't recommend it enough. Beaten in Lips by Beartooth on the album Disgusting, the first LP. What an, what an album. Great album. Like, what, else, what else can you say? That's what I mean. Like when, when sitting down and trying to think about the one album that's, you know, touched you and, and sat with you, it can, be, it can be emotionally driven. It can be an album that brings you joy, happiness, pleasure despair whatever it is that that one album that stuck with you after all this time that's what it's got to be and if if i can recommend this album more than what i already have or or mention anything else ebony you need to sit down and listen to this album 
Okay. Uh, I know you've listened to a couple of songs, you've seen them live, but as a whole, sit down, listen to this album from start to finish, and then play it again, and then again, and then again. Okay. All right. You've convinced me. I think it is um, worth mentioning as well, if you are struggling with your mental health or anyone else that you know, go seek help. There are options out there for you. Just talking about it will make you feel better. Yeah, And definitely. it's not going to last forever. So, And can recommend for, for those in Australia with Medicare, you do get uh, up to 10 free counselling sessions on your Medicare card as well. So you might even just want to have a chat to someone. They don't care what you've got to say. It's good to get it off your chest. Trust me. Once you do it, you'll, you'll feel this weight off your shoulders and then you'll go to a show when shows come back or you'll listen to these heavy albums and you'll scream and it will be like a massive release. I can't stress that enough. And this band in particular have done that quite a few times for me, so I highly recommend it. Well said. Well said. Happy to wrap up? Yep. I'm, I'm, I think, that's, cool. an, I think that's, that's an album, that a metal album that must be heard, so... If you've got nothing better to do with your time, chuck it on right now. Hell yes. Alrighty. The one metal album Brownie thinks I should listen to, and you, as the listeners, is Disgusting by Beartooth. Brownie, thank you so much for your wisdom. I just can't wait to listen to it from your point of view. It's going to be a great time. Do it right now. Everyone, go do it. Thank you. Thank you. What are you doing? I'm putting my phone on silent because I don't want anyone to interrupt this moment. Aww.